0: Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast, I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and I am delighted to be united with today's guest, and you're going to love her too. She's a mother of two, wife of one. She's a recovering <laughs> actor whose big screen credits include Maid of Honor, The Rocker, and my favorite, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Roadship. In on TV, you may have seen her in happy endings, Undateable, and Bull. To top it all off, she celebrates and commiserates with world class experts, best selling authors, and listeners around the world on the very popular Atomic Moms podcast, where she shares the sweet and messy journey of her growing family and hosts complex discussions. About everything mom-related that you can think of, Ellie Noss, welcome to the podcast.
1: <laughs> Berlin, you should have written my bio. <laughs> I, I, well, you know what? I'm going to transcribe that, and I'm going to slap that up on iTunes. Thank I love you. it.
0: You're welcome. Anytime. I I do bio services. <laughs> if I really wrote your bio, it would go on much longer. But Aww. we're low budget production. That's all we have time for.
1: Because <laughs> I'm so accomplished. <laughs> I mean, you really
0: are. You're you're unique and interesting. I Aww. um. I love talking to you on the rare chances that I get. I'm always devastated when you give birth, because then I don't get to hang out with you anymore.
1: That's so true, and I'm so sorry. Thank Maybe you. I should work on that again. I, she's ten months old. I just got my period back. So. Oh, really?
0: Well, we have nothing in common. But <laughs> I mean, so far, so far. I just
1: mean it's possible. But I, 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 there's there are no plans for the near future.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm ready.
1: You're ready for if me to get guys, pregnant again. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm just saying if that's what you were waiting for, I'm ready.
1: This second pregnancy was rough. I was on bed rest, and hey, I don't, don't want to do it again. Hey, don't Let's not oh, – I not. apologize.
0: Yeah. Plus, if we start working together earlier, you yep. never know. <laughs> um, I, love, I, I love talking to you because I think you're real. I think you're hilarious. I think you're refreshingly human, and I want to know how you became that way. So mm. let's go back to the beginning. Where are you from? Where did you come from?
1: Oh, my God. Um – I feel like I. This is my opportunity to be on Inside the Actors Studio. Yes,
0: this is your time.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Well, James Lipton, I <laughs> grew up in Houston, Texas. I
0: do have the beard.
1: And I went to performing and visual arts high school. You don't
0: sound Texas at all.
1: I do, well, my parents were transplants from. They my f- parents got married in Chicago. My father's from Ohio. My mom was born in New Jersey. Oh,
0: that's a whole lot of accent.
1: Yeah. Although they didn't really have accents either. We just sound really white. You do. And so they moved to Houston, I think, within that first year of marriage, Never a good idea, although it does sound like that happens quite often. And um,
0: moving big city moves right after Yeah, like married. let's
1: just move away from any support system. All of our family. Yeah. yeah. And uh,
0: that could be double edged. The
1: marriage didn't go well.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Spoiler okay. alert. Oh, really? <laughs> but
1: maybe it was my fault. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that what they told you? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, you know how they always say to children like it's not your oh yeah <laughs> that that actually would have been really, really awful. Mm. um no, so they got divorced when I was very young. I grew up in blended families. I'm an only child, but I have six sort of siblings um step- par- step siblings. Uh, from my mother's second marriage and stepsisters from my mom's marriage now. So they're and, all steps. There's no halves. And then I have halves. Oh, you have halves. I have halves. My little brother, Jack, he came along when I was in third grade. And my sister, Laura, came along when I was, I think, in eighth grade. Or I guess I was a freshman Are those high from school.
0: different parents of yours?
1: Yes. The, I'm my mother's only child. Okay. And my father has the two others.
0: Wow. So you're an only child with a whole bunch of siblings. Yes. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Houston, uh, no accent, and it was a really great place to grow up, actually. Y'all. Y'all. I say <laughs> y'all. Yeah, get me drunk. You do? Yeah. Oh, my oh, well, God, yes.
0: Happily get you drunk. Um,
1: okay,
0: <laughs> I guess. Just saying, we can do another episode. <laughs> this is sober.
1: Yeah, well, we can, uh, yeah.
0: Sober Ellie and, and Texas Ellie.
1: Mm-hmm. And so then I went to college in Western Massachusetts to get as far away as possible from my parents. And um, it was a women's college. And that was a really uh, intense and awesome experience. What did you study? I was a theater major. I think I was one course short of being a double major in English. Oh, really? I um, just
0: couldn't go there, the extra mile, the extra.
1: You know, i I ended up graduating early instead and also –
0: Oh, well, you get to show off either way.
1: Yeah, I took this Shakespeare class for the non-English majors, okay. and <laughs>
0: um,
1: and so to be an English major, I was going to have to take it again for English majors. And I was uh, like, No, I'm not going to yeah. do that. I'm just going to graduate early, and I'm going to go to L. A. and be on the W. B.
0: Oh, aim high.
1: <laughs> I Aimed really high, and uh, and the W. B. wouldn't have me. <laughs> what are you
0: talking about? How could that be? I don't know. Um wait a second. You did like theater stuff in high school as well? Yeah.
1: It was great. Acting? It was so
0: How old were you when you when you realized you mm. want to be like actish?
1: Middle school. I was Was it something you with- saw? I was obsessed with dance okay. through elementary school. Oh, you dance? I went so you dance. I did, and I loved it. Really? And I loved musicals, although I can't sing to save my life. Um,
0: hmm. Everybody has their strengths.
1: But that's why I love your work, right? Like your body work, because yeah. that's I got so into that through dance, because I realized, like, oh, I'm fully present when I'm dancing. Oh, like, I'm really out of cool. my, my head, and I'm I not being used to be a big dancer as well. yeah.
0: I mean, I only—I think I've danced maybe twice, but I felt big both times. Felt big. Yeah, I was so <laughs> in that way. I was a big dancer.
1: You'd be great. You'd be so good at the lifts. We could do the dirty dancing. That's, I think that's the only Swan part. Thing. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Drunk dirty dancing.
1: Yeah, I'm in. Count me and in. If I
0: drop you, I can probably put your back together again.
1: There you go. So middle school, I didn't see something. Honestly, I didn't fit in. I didn't like middle school at all. Uh, I was at a – we moved to the suburbs, and I didn't know anyone. And it was a through K-12 school where everyone had known each other since kindergarten. And I was just driving into Houston every day to go to dance instead after school. And um, I was a weird theater kid, like on the inside. So when I could do monologues in drama class and be big and weird – um yeah the popular girls had to sit there and watch me like it's like where i found my power and then they would get up and they would be so insecure and i was like okay this is cool there's something here Yeah.
0: Ah, yeah very good i was a drama major
1: i didn't know that as
0: well yeah
1: You did so many things.
0: Just to stick it to the popular girls. Yeah, right. That was my thing. Uh, Why did I do – it was dramas in my family. My father was the president of the Dramatic Society in the college I went to, and then my brother was in the Dramatic Society, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to do this. But I love being somebody else for a little while. Yeah. That's what I like about acting. You create these worlds, and you could just be somebody else.
1: Mm, Yep. I really liked the sense of connection with another human being. Like, it felt safe to do it um, in theater. Like, we had these pages, and then we could connect. And in real life, I had a harder time with that because I felt insecure.
0: So you're connecting with the other actors, the other characters, connecting yeah. with the like audience? like looking into
1: someone's eyes and, oh, like, yeah. actually relating to the other person and also being able to have these big feelings that I was not, Um, what the hell, I'll say it. Like, I, I do not feel like I was allowed to have Growing up. You could be big and you could be angry. Like you could be – I didn't have to be the the sweet little good girl. Hmm. So that – I really loved that. It is therapeutic. That. Oh, yeah.
0: Did you ever write?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I, I also find writing really therapeutic. You just create these worlds, and whatever you want to happen, that just happens until it gets away from you and becomes its own world.
1: Well, yeah, until you start trying to edit it, and then it all falls apart.
0: Or if somebody else tries to edit it. Yeah, and then they ruin it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you married it. a writer.
1: I did marry a writer.
0: A writer and an actor, is that like opposites attract, or is that?
1: No, I think I w- it was like uh, my version of social climbing. I thought, <laughs> I stupidly thought. That if I married a writer, that I would make it to the WB. Um, and what
0: to the WB?
1: Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that that was like a year after the WB. <laughs> <laughs> I got engaged when I was twenty three and married when I was twenty four. Oh wow! So um, was
0: that young among your? Oh my God! Yes, people. Yeah.
1: Oh my! Yeah, it was outrageously young.
0: Is it why? Why did you want to get married that young? Was it? I mean.
1: Um. He was just so right. How did you meet? We met at a bar. It was after an acting class. I was wearing a T-shirt and, like, really greasy-faced. It was um, Third Stop, and he was there with two friends from high school. This bar was called Third Stop. It had just recently opened, and it's kind of like a fun pub feeling. Like, it wasn't like a club. And the cool thing is we had our baby girls across the street at Cedars. Oh, really? Hospital.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a circle. So,
1: we've been married 11 years this summer. and uh, Congratulations. He just felt good. He was a little older. Both his sisters had gotten married within the year. He's probably still a little older. He's um a little older still, <laughs> <laughs> although it seems like, you feel like you're catching I'm up? catching up. Oh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, some people have been making comments, and I'm like, it's just because I have two small children.
0: No, so maybe he's, like, becoming more youngish.
1: Yeah. He's... He looks good. I'm lucky.
0: Aw. You're I'm lucky. lucky. You're-
1: well, yeah, except that the marrying the writer thing, it doesn't work out because writers have zero power. Like, they do not care about you. It's almost um, it's almost as bad as being an actor, like a, a not working actor. And he's a working writer. Yeah, he's very he, successful. So he just did Rampage with Dwayne Johnson Dwayne. and- Dwayne. Dwayne, uh, The Rock. And- it was really funny because he's supposed to go do the red carpet and, like, he's just standing there. But like no one knows who he is and no one cares who he is. And, and he like, wrote it. And he wrote it. Like, his name's <laughs> on it. Funny. And um And nobody cares, but he has to just, like, wait there for somebody to eventually, like, ask him who he is. What are you doing here? Basically <laughs> trying to, yeah. like, get him to leave. And then yeah. he says, like, oh, hi, I'm Adam Stekiel. I don't know if I'm supposed to go somewhere. And then they <laughs> look at the list and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, so Susie, you take him. And then he does the red carpet thing. But it's just such a charade. It's great.
0: Aww. He hates
1: all of it. It's really fun. Does he
0: really? But he likes writing.
1: He likes writing and he really likes um that he just ordered these ridiculous toys on the Amazon for our four year old. She gets to play with this giant crocodile thing that was in the movie. It was like so, such a ridiculous oh, From the movie. movie. <laughs> but that's fun.
0: That is really fun. And fun yeah. for the kids too. And you like acting?
1: No, I quit acting. You
0: don't like acting.
1: I like You don't acting. need the therapy anymore? No, I needed so much therapy from it. Um, Wait a second. But it I know started it's off weird. It starts therapy. off, you're right.
0: Then what happens?
1: And then you move to LA and you pursue your dream and you get your teeth kicked in. No, I.
0: <laughs> Every couple of hours.
1: <laughs> um, no, you know, it didn't feel good. Going to auditions didn't feel good when I got them. I'm very sensitive to my surroundings and did not like going into a room and just feeling the judgment. Have you seen the show Barry on HBO? No. Because that's what it feels like.
0: I have to check it out.
1: Yeah. It's, um, or even La La Land, like at the beginning with Emma Stone. Like, oh, yeah. I just had a lot of moments like that where oh, right. I was no, like, this doesn't feel good. And I have a lot of energy and I have a lot of passions and I want to create. I'm not good with downtime. Um, and also with my husband, I felt like Lucille Ball. Like I was always trying to like sneak my way into his stuff. (laughs) Like (laughs) it worked sometimes.
0: (laughs) Ellie, what are you doing here? Hmm. Actually,
1: they had to replace me in one thing because I was pregnant when they were doing reshoots. Oh, no. Um, And the funny thing was I was supposed to be pregnant in it. It was very confusing, but I was too pregnant. I was like a week before having the baby. I
0: hate being too pregnant.
1: Yeah, don't you?
0: Um. But it sounds like you would you i it feels to me like you'd be more of like a like a small theater lover in yeah. terms of acting than uh, a big screen actor
1: you're saying I should just do regional
0: <laughs> well I'm just saying career aside what yeah. you what you like it just sounded like you loved getting into a role mm-hmm. and connecting with the other. Characters and actors and connecting with the audience. Like, that's what I loved about theater. Yeah. And you can't really get that in TV and movies.
1: No, but you know where we get it? Right here, Berlin.
0: Oh, right, because you have this um, fantastic podcast.
1: This is where I get it. It's, Mm -hmm. It's so much better for me than acting ever was. When I
0: listen to your podcast, I always close my eyes and picture you having a late night TV show.
1: Oh, really?
0: That's what I would want for you. For me, for you.
1: Oh, thank you. I what mean, a your podcast is
0: great, but I I need more.
1: You need more, but would it be? Here's my question for you, since this is going to turn into a consultation, which is basically sure. what I do. Everything. Hold on, let me
0: life. start the uh, meter. Okay, got Okay,
1: on. yeah. Oh god, you're too expensive. But can you crack <laughs> my neck while we're at it? Absolutely. Um. So, going from the vulnerable, like psychological stuff that I love to dig into. But then there's also the like fun, silly, crass stuff, yeah. and I, it's it's a hybrid. And I don't know, like, how could you do that?
0: What do you mean? Late night is all about that. You think so? You have your, I mean, you would do your own your own brand, your own style of it. But you have your your monologue, your your witty observations and take on what's going on in the world. Uh, then you have your interviews, which in your case you can make as serious as as you want to. I think. No, thank you. I don't think they have to be always funny what a what a new style where you have your you know your observations and your monologue serious conversations with people not the like canned answers and the canned questions that they come in in the story that they pre-wrote um but like real stuff like you i love this yeah you getting into them and and, like getting out real stuff and sharing your own real stuff because you're not afraid to do that at all um yeah i
1: don't know why it really upsets my mother (laughs)
0: Well, I do so far, based on what we've talked about. Um, And then also, you know, that platform lends itself to being able to do some sketch stuff and crafts, you know.
1: Okay, I'm going to write this in my notebook. All I need to do is go get a late night child. I'm on it. That's it.
0: That's all you need. Thank you for coming tonight, by the way. Um, I just, I've been meaning to tell you that for a while. (laughs) Thank you. Um, All right. There's a million things I want to talk to you about. Uh, Let's talk about motherhood because that's such Mm. a big part of your life now. Yeah right. Um, in a, in so many ways, in the fact that you've done it times two, and you do it every day, and um, and also you have this this podcast. Uh, first, I want to find out about your own experiences. Uh, how soon after you went to third stop
1: <laughs> did I get <laughs> knocked up? Yeah. Um, hmm, I waited a long time. Hours hours mm. no we got married in 2007 and then I we had my first daughter in 2013
0: oh that is, so you waited a long time to have kids deliberately deliberately I thought I want to be married right away yeah. but not the next step
1: yes um both of you felt that way yeah no I mean he wanted children soon after I think but I wasn't ready uh at all Because I wanted to be an actor. (laughs) Oh right, you still have that small thing going on. I still had that. If only then
0: I could have told you about the late night TV. Just had that
1: dream. Um, And my fears were that um, I wouldn't. I would lose my identity. Mm -hmm. That um, none of my friends had children, so I would lose my community, and. I was afraid that it would be a big stressor on our marriage because I think it probably was for my parents. Mm -hmm. And
0: I wondered about that.
1: All of those things. Oh, and I was just like, I don't know how to feed myself, let alone a child. Like, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) And I always had this weird thing of like, well, here. It was really great those first years because he was a screenwriter. We could go live anywhere. Ah. And so I did make a deal with him. Where I said, okay, I will have your baby if we can go live in New York for three months. New it was York? Just like a bucket list thing. Okay. So, for three months? For three months. So we did it. And it was so much fun. And then I immediately got pregnant.
0: Wow. You kept try. up your end of the deal. Yeah.
1: I should have asked for more. <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked for a brownstone. But uh, at least I got that. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad we did that before we had children because it'd be much harder now. But... Uh,
0: Did you – I mean, but did you also feel ready before you made that deal? Like something changed?
1: Mm. Or did
0: you think nothing's ever going to change? Yeah.
1: You know, I was very concerned about becoming a mother. I was afraid of the responsibility. I was afraid of the relationship. And I uh, realized after I had this like crazy medical – Experience where I had this, um, I had a tumor. So I, I had taken a stand up comedy class, and at the end, you like perform your stand up act, and mine was oh all goodness. about not wanting to have a kid.
0: Hold on a second. Do you have that on video somewhere? Yeah. I want to see okay. that. Yeah. Badly. It was, it
1: was all about not wanting to, to be a mom. And Brilliant. then a month later, I get diagnosed with this tumor, and so I have to have this major surgery, and I can't walk for what months kind of and months. Tumor? It's called a giant cell tumor. It's one in a million, and it dissolved a huge chunk of my femur bone. Oh,
0: in your bone. And you, So you had pain? I was limping in the bone. a little
1: bit. Yeah, limping That's a little how you bit. found it? And they did an x-ray.
0: Because you had pain? Yeah. In your bone.
1: They, they thought, like, everyone was like, oh, you have a tight IT band.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, no, I had a massive bone-dissolving tumor. So you probably had both. I wasn't allowed. Yeah, and a tight, exactly. <laughs> I did have both. Then um, the doctor said, you don't get pregnant. Like you need at least, I think he said two years, or maybe it was a year. Don't get pregnant. Wait, so they
0: remove the tumor? They
1: remove the tumor. They fill it with bone cement. I did it in Houston. Where do you
0: buy bone cement? Is yeah, that on right. Amazon, Etsy. Where? Yeah, it's like
1: putty. Putty. Um, Wood putty. And I was in Houston with both my parents, uh, who it, were adorable together. It was like a crate. It was like a Nancy Myers film. Like it was so silly um, because they. Are such opposites, and they both had to t- try to take care of me. And one day, my father came, my mother came home from work. She's a total workaholic. She's like Murphy Brown. She's a big lawyer. And she comes home from work and her ex-husband is laying on the lounge (laughs) chair by the pool with me because I had, you know, I was like recovering and couldn't walk. But he's laying, I think he had his shirt off and she's coming home from work. And it was like her worst nightmare because both their spouses were out of town for some reason. It was so, so, so silly.
0: I see what you did. You weren't getting the roles that you wanted, so you just created your own little drama.
1: I also created my own parent trap. All I had to do was grow a tumor and (laughs) bring my parents together. (laughs) So I waited a year because my condition can be estrogen linked. So they say, don't get pregnant that first year because there's a high recurrence rate for the tumor. Uh Yeah, and also I had been pumped full of all this stuff for surgery. So then I couldn't have the child and then um, wanted to do New York and then got pregnant. And it was perfect timing for me because then um, all my friends got pregnant shortly thereafter. And all of my fears, per usual, um, didn't come true. None of them did. It was great. I had something to talk to people about, like their children. Like if if anyone's ever wondering – or feeling, like, wondering what to say to someone or feeling insecure at a party or something. Just ask them about their children.
0: Oh, yeah, People then, light up. Yeah, they want to You don't even have to it. talk again. They yeah, just, you
1: don't. You can put the attention on the other person. Before you
0: know it, the iPhone's out. Here's all the pictures yeah. from the day they were born.
1: Because it connects us, yeah. right? And if you can be honest – why am I saying you? If When I can be Thanks. honest, like in that mom group, like I did Pump Station when she was a few months old –
0: Oh, like Mommy and Me? Yeah. yeah. Some
1: of those women are still my closest friends. Really? And we've all had our second kids together. And because when you're in that circle and you're so sleep deprived and your hair is so greasy and stringy and you're all complaining about your partner because you'd rather rage at your partner than your baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, there, there, that commiseration, right? Like you, there's nothing like it's it. It's a close bond. Yeah.
0: You don't need to be an actor anymore. You have kids no. now.
1: Well, that's a tricky thing to say, right? Is it? <laughs> yeah. No one should give up on their dreams. I just pivoted into a dream that um, fulfilled me well, because I wasn't getting the auditions. I was, I didn't feel empowered when I was doing it. I felt very insecure. And then I was able to find through the podcast because this was 2014. I don't think Serial had started yet podcasts were not very you know not like now and um I loved listening to them though and I knew that I wanted to talk to other moms but I really wanted to get the experts in the chair mm-hmm. I wanted to have the free consultations and I wanted to <laughs> offer this to the mamas you know in Iowa
0: a bigger audience yeah they' they don't have
1: access to yeah. they don't get to um I was gonna say something inappropriate, but they don't get to have you like, you know, snap their neck.
0: Yeah. No, I have I was gonna say massage your butt, but
1: Oh (laughs) fair enough.
0: No, they don't, but they can always come here for There's a lot of tension. You know what? I recently have patients coming from all over the place. We just literally had someone who flew in from Chicago.
1: That's probably the podcast.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Could have been your podcast when I came on there.
1: Well, wow, that was a delight. oh thanks. You was, came over. I was sixteen days post birth, yeah, and you came over and we talked and everybody, oh my God. Elliot's story of how he met his wife is Aww. the most darling thing I've ever heard.
0: well, it's it's not you know a bar across the street from Cedars, but it <laughs> do. <laughs> it'll do. All right, let's take a little break. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come right back with Ellie Noss and find out all about your pregnancies, your childbirths, and your podcast. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Hey, everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart literally, omega 3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. We're continuing our discussion with Atomic Mom, Ellie Noss. All right, let's talk about pregnancy. How was it for you?
1: Oh, the first one was a dream. But don't worry, everyone. The second one was really rough. <laughs> so I get to say that it was a dream because the first one, um, that one was- You were 27? Re- I th- yeah. Okay. No, wait. I turned 30 when I gave birth.
0: Oh, so like 29, 30.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to do the math and that of how old I am. I don't think that's legal. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not I
0: old. I assume 27. I just assumed you're 27 now.
1: I am. Thank you. I'm Benjamin Button. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, so my first pregnancy was really, you know, the first trimester was terrible. Wait, Same with the second. Before
0: that, how did you find out?
1: Oh, I peed on a stick.
0: Oh, There was nothing suspect? that
1: exciting. It was our first try, Oh. and um, did I suspect? Yes. I suspected, and I took a pregnancy test, and it di- came back negative. I went to-
0: Did you feel different?
1: Oh, hi. I drank a ton with my girlfriends. Because
0: of the negative pregnancy <laughs> test? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And then I took another test like four days later, and it was positive. Ooh. And I was like- Thank God I got that one last weekend in.
0: <laughs> Some people are panic, <laughs> but not you.
1: No. Uh, she's got to be hearty. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe that's why she's a total party animal now. Really? Okay. Oh, my God. That's the secret. That might have been it. And so first trimester, you know, the typical just sick and exhausted.
0: Sick in the morning? Sick all day?
1: Mostly afternoon evenings. Mm. Throw Really up sick. Throw up? F- oh, I threw up. On the drive to the airport to my grandmother's funeral. Oh. And I, we had to pull over on Highland right so I flying. could throw up Ugh. before flying to go to my Ugh. grandmother's funeral in Chicago. Um, so that there was that. And then the end of the pregnancy was great. I was walking all the time. I got very excited about hypnobirthing. I was listening to your episode with Alicia Tambori.
0: Oh, recently, yeah. Yeah,
1: she was one of our first... Experts and um, what
0: led you there? Are you a, mm-hmm. like a sort of a more natural, holistic, meditative person in I'm a general?
1: Total fake hippie. Really? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I think it means.
0: Which part is real and which part is fake?
1: Maybe it's all fake or it's yeah. all real. Maybe, Maybe this it's... is what they mean when my husband was like, "I go, why do people say I'm authentic? Like it's a really kind thing to say to someone." He goes, he, he's there. "He goes, they're not saying it as a compliment." <laughs>
0: No, I think They're we just, are.
1: That, that you just, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just who I am. I think I believe in the in some of the energy stuff when it comes to myself. Uh, but that's mostly.
0: Like when you found out you had a giant cell, cell tumor. tumor. That's scary.
1: I'm great in a crisis.
0: First of all, you want to hear you have like a tiny cell tumor.
1: No, I thought. That's funny. I thought one in a million. God, I knew I was special. <laughs> like yeah. I, like it's a 1 in a million tumor like i there was something about it that whole experience um i guess i'm probably really good at protecting myself so i spend my daily life anxious or i used to i've gotten so much better mm. and actually preparing for my first labor really helped me in that area um but i f- would feel super anxious with everyday stuff, and then, man, give me a trauma, and I'm aces. Oh, really? I make all the jokes. I'm you know, i getting pushed through. Um, I'm on the gurney, like going into surgery, and the nurse says, do you have any questions? And I said, what should I do with my life? <laughs>
0: like, this is like right
1: before they're hacking my leg open.
0: Right, and putting cement and in there. And
1: ripping out a disgusting, gooey, massive, horrible... Yeah, so uh, I do. I thrive in chaos, <laughs> but what was the, Where were we start? Where did we start? Well, with just this?
0: I was asking like how you cope. Oh. Did you use meditation yes. to like cope through that?
1: Afterwards, I went to, on a silent meditation retreat for oh, seven nice. days. So,
0: th- th- which was, was scary. That, that was scary.
1: Yeah. The, med- the, the seeker. How about this? I'm a seeker. You're a seeker. I'm a. i am seek out. Truths and um, ways of, you know, feeling good and uh, learning to accept myself. I like that. So. I want
0: to be a seeker. The
1: birth stuff was good for that because I wanted to feel empowered. My mother had a very difficult delivery. With you. With me. Uh, she didn't know her tailbone had was broken or something. Oh, it's like classic pre- of my previously, mother. Previously, before she yeah.
0: gave birth? Oh, and then you re injured it?
1: Uh, I don't know, but they, she had a very, very long labor, and then I was a C-section. Delivery. Okay.
0: I could tell right away the first time I met you.
1: What? That, that I was a C-section? C-section, yeah. Because my head's so perfect? No, I'm, yes. Because I don't br- breathe? Why?
0: No, no, no. Not, I, that, uh, not that
1: that would have anything to do with <laughs> breath. I don't know.
0: Um, I don't know. I was just making a joke, but then you, oh. you took it somewhere. See?
1: I'm seeking. <clears throat> You're, You're always seeking. Tell me seeking. about myself. <laughs> uh
0: You want to know stuff. I w- I could make stuff I up. I do.
1: It drives my husband crazy because I'm always I always want to know the why of something. And he's
0: not like, a seeker. He's no. a just uh, let it go.
1: No, he's more of a like I know everything. It doesn't matter.
0: I don't
1: know. Oh. No, he's much more of a. He'll go more into an existential crisis, and I'm more of a let's figure out how we're all connected. Oh, um, but so
0: there, it is an opposites attract sort of situation.
1: Yeah. For sure. And that was so cool with our first birth because Alicia Tamburi would – we took her hypnobirthing class because my OBGYN said, hey, look, if you want to try to have an unmedicated birth, try to get in and take this class.
0: But why did you want unmedicated birth? It's seemingly uncommon.
1: I had had – at the time, I feel like it was uncommon because at least I didn't have any friends who had done it except for uh, my – one of my best friends from college. No. Two of my best friends from college actually had had unmedicated births uh, and they, you know, said it's great. Try, it. you know, just go for it, whatever. Um, I, my brother-in-law said there's not a chance in hell uh, 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 that I would be able to hmm. withstand the pain. And Why I, would your brother-in-law say that? Because his wife, my husband's sister, Sarah, who's amazing, they're both amazing, she... Was a CrossFit trainer and insanely uh, fit, fit. and he said that after witnessing her in the first uh, parts of labor that it was so excruciating that there's no way I could do it. And so I was, you know, I am um, driven by anger and competition, and (laughs) um, and and I I wanted, I just wanted a full experience. That was my, my thing. And listen. I I know that childbirth is so such a sensitive topic. It is deeply personal. And for me, I thought, what the hell? Like people uh, bungee jump. They do these other things to feel exhilarated, to feel life at its fullest. I want I want to try to have this experience and we'll see what happens and I was not I, I after I had that little thing with my brother-in-law like i I didn't tell people and I would shrug it off because I didn't want the expectations placed on me because I knew that there was so much out of my control uh, physically, you know and f- with my baby and what does she want and I and I do really believe that our children come into the world the way that they are meant to drunk drunk <laughs> no. what do you mean by drunk <laughs> no because you, you drank
0: on... right when you found out you were pregnant oh right but that probably wore off
1: i thought you were saying something about medicated birth <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no, no, god drunk? don't go there well i think
0: i think actually when you don't have the pharmaceuticals then the babies do come out quite drunk on your own
1: but yeah on that your makes own, sense hormones and, and the... also i took a lot a lot of drugs afterwards I was high as a kite after they were both born okay, wait a second. because so of stitches and everything else. Uh, how did so your, I had how did your labor start? My labor started – she was two weeks early. And it started at around Alicia 7 a.m. on September 11th.
0: What? Oh, hold on one second. Back up for one second. Alicia Timber would never let you get away with saying two weeks early.
1: Well, she doesn't have a say because <laughs> I was – Late in taking her class, so I only had two classes with her. Oh,
0: you didn't get through the other two? I was
1: supposed to get through the other two before I gave birth, and instead my baby came two weeks early on September 11th. And uh, luckily, I had a doula that was so silly. It was like it, my water broke, that was the first sign, so I tried to stall as long as possible, but I had group B strep, oh. so I knew I had to go to the hospital. Um, you know, everyone says that you get hungry, so you should eat before you go. It was lunchtime. You know, we stalled for a while. We ended up at In-N-Out Burger, and I got a <laughs> burger and fries that I ate on the way to the hospital. We have video of us um, at the drive The And then I gave birth at 9 o'clock at night.
0: How, how long later is that?
1: Um, you know, we checked in probably around 12. Yeah. So, so, yeah,
0: 12.30. Oh, so it wasn't so, such no, a long later. No,
1: and it was... It was cool because I had called my mother that morning when you my know water broke. I think broke.
0: your sister in law was messing with some In-N-Out Burger.
1: There you go, right? Maybe She's too healthy, too fit, <laughs> too fit. And well, the ridiculous thing was, we get to—I didn't know that mothers on occasion throw up in labor, uh, and I didn't yeah. this time. My second child, I threw up three times. Oh. Lovely, and no In-N-Out. But I got to the hospital, and they were going to check me, and I said, "Please don't check me yet." I want to wait till my due list here, but I don't want to, I know that my water's broken and I don't want to be checked because then I'm on the clock. Right. Yeah. And, and the nurse was like, yeah, then you're on the clock. Okay. And I said, but you know what? I really have to go to the bathroom. And she's like, you do? And I was like, yeah, I have to go number two. And she was, she like turned white.
0: She didn't want to let you go.
1: And she goes, oh my God. Um, <laughs> I go, well, she goes, that, that could be a sign that you're having the baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I just, I had in and out.
0: that should be a commercial for it was so
1: ridiculous and so then i got to do the doula shows up i had the baby you know i was in the bathtub and i was listening to the hypno birthing thing again and again and again
0: wait so your contractions built up on their own
1: yeah the what well so then we have to back up my doula was you know smartly said try to get it going um and i in ignorance is bliss Because I didn't realize how difficult I've spoken to midwife since that that can be, you know, a challenge. So we were doing construction on our house. I my water breaks. We go for a walk. Then there's like the occasional contraction, just but not really. And um, so then I I, even though there were workers, there were people working on the house downstairs. I took out the vibrator because I was told that that would help. So I had some orgasms, and then we went to In <laughs> and Out. <then laughs> I day. had my baby, and she was born at nine o'clock sharp. And uh, you know, it was a very ex- intense experience, but it was a beautiful experience. And
0: so, were you having contractions at In and Out?
1: That's when it really started to pick up.
0: What were they feeling? Like?
1: Oh, uh, they were painful.
0: In in the front?
1: I don't remember. Oh. But they feel like period cramps to me. Mm -hmm. So that and you could see actually in the video, it's like I'm really like like you because we were in line for a while in the drive-through, and then I was like, "This, my husband." I'm like, "Do you want anything?" He's like, "No, I'm not hungry." Because he's just panicked. (laughs) Like, what is? Because I'm sure I was stalling. I was trying to come up with like any anything else to do than to go have this baby. Because I think, you know, there was some fear there. And mm-hmm. and so a well, cool thing, though, my mother, I call her in Houston at 7 a.m. Of course, she had been in L.A. for work. She had just flown back to Houston. I call her and she gets on a plane. She flies back. And I got to feel her um, during the labor because I wore an eye mask the entire labor, which oh. I highly recommend to everyone. I don't know mama's... Instagram me or something if you have done this, because I don't know anyone else who's done it. They tell you to bring an mask so you can rest or sleep in the hospital. I wore it the whole time like a real freak. And I think that's when the theater background comes into play. Because I was just like – some of the photos the doula took kind of – it looks sort of like Swedish porn. But I (laughs) felt like a weird black box, like 1960s experimental play. Because when my eyes were closed, I could – really feel into my body. I I wanted to shut out the hospital. I didn't want to see the lights. I didn't want to see the medical equipment. I didn't want to think about my surgeries for my knee tumor. And I was able to really go within. And that was immensely helpful. My second birth, I didn't have time for the eye mask uh, because she was born in four hours. And that was a freight train out of hell
0: because it was so fast
1: it was so fast i you know i saw you when i was on modified bed rest because we wanted she was sunny side up yeah um the, the the reason i was on modified bed rest is i had a i had irritable uterus <laughs> so i was having these contractions all the time that would make my stomach just really 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 tight um it didn't feel like labor which i I didn't realize until I went into labor, labor again, like, oh, oh no, this was that this feeling. was labor. But it was a very tight, hard, awful feeling. Um, I went to the hospital and they had tested me for, F, what is it called? Some fluid that Fetoporban- is a protein. Yeah. yeah. So my test came back positive for it mm-hmm. so they put me on modified That's bed rest. You under the rest got you so i thought she was going to come really early i was freaked you know totally freaked out for months and then she came like four days before i was due
0: which to you probably seemed late
1: yeah i had been waiting for months i mean i was so happy <laughs> listen so grateful yeah she was eight pounds six ounces so healthy wait no eight pounds nine ounces healthier she was big and, and you're and it, not it came out it was so fast
0: did uh, labor start first this time?
1: Yes. It was so weird. Yeah. Because I thought I'd get the heads up with the water <laughs> breaking. No,
0: no heads and up.
1: No heads up. Instead, um, I woke up and I kept, you know, I got some cramps, but I'd been getting cramps for months. Like every day it felt like I was going to have the baby. Uh, but these, I timed them and they were much more regular and, and it, they would come and go. When I had irritable uterus, it was like a constant contraction for like 10 minutes at a time. And I called my doula. It was a, a different doula this time. Her name is Carmen Bourne. Mm. She is unbelievably awesome. And she said, okay, mama, you're having this baby today. Let's, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to meet. She goes, do you have, you have to remind me, do you have any cats? She can't come to your house if you have cats. Oh, okay. And I was like, because she's allergic. I was like, no, but I, had, I have group B strep. She's like. We're gonna meet at the hospital. I'll see you there. And we drove to the hospital. My girlfriend Whitney was at the house with the two kids because the second baby—it's so hard because you got to figure out what you're gonna do with the first kid. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of and planning. you never know when of, uh, when it's gonna happen. Plans.
1: And we're like on an island. We don't have any family here. So Whitney uh, Anderson stepped in and took my other daughter to preschool and then brought her to the hospital that afternoon to meet her baby sister. Wow. Um, but four hours—that one was excruciating. Again? Uh just at the very beginning and oh, then there was, I, there was the like animals. no time for anything. No burgers. No burgers. Nothing. I had some eggs before we left. Um probably shouldn't have because
0: That's what came up. It came. No, no <laughs>
1: Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So I we got in the tub again, no hypnobirthing you, you know. Uh, it was it's interesting. It was a were show. you
0: GBS positive again? Yeah. And they didn't care if you got in the tub?
1: They didn't care about the tub. They cared about the antibiotic. And I wish I had known um, that if you have – well, I'm not the expert, but what I – I was very concerned about getting her that antibiotic mm-hmm. um, because they give it to you a couple times before you deliver. I like
0: to do two doses, four hours a Yeah.
1: Part. And so obviously we, so we didn't get to have the second dose. But yeah. I wish – if I could go back in time, I would like pat myself on the shoulder and be like, it's okay, Ellie. Like she doesn't need the second dose. She can get it after she's born mm-hmm. because I was very concerned – I went into the whole thing so differently. When
0: it goes that quickly, some people don't do it at all.
1: Right. And so she, I, th- I was ready to go home the next day. And my um, pediatrician said, you know what? We we're going to keep you guys here one more day because, because we, you know, we're just not going to risk it with the baby. She'd had a, another experience with that. And she's like, it's not worth it. We just want, we'll just check out. Do it one more day. Yeah. And, which was great to spend the night at the hospital. Actually, that, when you have another child at home and you have a husband who snores, if you have earplugs, <laughs> the hospital it was like vacation for me.
0: <laughs> plus, you get that juice cocktail. It's really nice.
1: Yeah. Plus, I uh, had painkillers. It was awesome. So that was the second birth. But that I had to pop my own. I had burst my own water for that one. What do you mean? Because I could not deliver. She wasn't going to come out until my water broke. My OBGYN was standing right there. Everyone was ready. And my doula, like she just, it was time to break the water, and so my doula said, "Okay, we're gonna." My obituary in said, which I thought was really cool. She was like, "You know, I'm not going to intervene right now if I don't need to because." because you're doing, like, why start Everything that ripple bright? effect? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stand aside and take your time. And my doula said, okay, we're going to turn over and you're going to bear down. <laughs> she's and you're going to do it four times. <laughs> okay. And the cool thing she did for mamas out there, um, there were a few times, and she's such a mama bear. She would put her hand, I would say to her, I'm really getting in my head right now because I was anxious about not getting the medication to my child that she needed. I was, um, there was a lot of people coming in and out of the room this time. I was in much more of a, uh, I had more of like a mama bear quality than I did. My first one, I was way more relaxed and sort of like, I'm going to take a back seat to this experience and, you know, well, whatever happens, it body. happens. Yeah backseat to my own body and and like just give it up and let it whatever happens happen Mm. and this time it felt much more like i was in the trenches you
0: were trying to control stuff
1: yeah but i kind of feel like i needed to because there were nurses coming in wanting me to sign the paperwork and stuff and they were in my head i i was like i am going through a contraction right now (laughs) and there was no time between Mm -hmm. they just oh you didn't have breaks Th- the breaks were so short.
0: Because yeah. you got hit by they a train. They didn't and have... Really fast.
1: So the nurses didn't know. And my doula was wonderful in protecting me. Yeah. But they wanted me to fill out this stuff. And they would start talking. And I'm very sensitive to sound. And I would just be like, can you shut up?
0: Did you tear with both of them? Yeah. The same?
1: Uh, I think so. Maybe a little less. The second, the second time, it healed much faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but when... Little Eliza came, and I'm obsessed with Hamilton. (laughs) And, like, there were two songs that just kept playing on repeat. Um, It it was really – it felt like we had really gone through something huge together. Mm. It was a really – an incredible experience and so intense. And if I got pregnant again, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine um, going from zero to 60 Even faster because that Friday, like two days before I gave birth, I went to the OBGYN and there were no signs.
0: Are you a definitely not at home birth kind of person?
1: I think next time, well, the only concern would be the group B. Hmm. And and I just, it feels good to me uh, to wear my eye mask. And you could wear that at And to be belligerent with the very kind nurses. <laughs> yeah. and um, I, I
0: only say that because, number one, it, who knows? It could be faster or slower, but you don't have to go anywhere. Right. Number two is you like the – it sounds like you like the water yeah. experience. Number three is just on that last one, the chaos of getting there and going through all the procedural things. I agree. Didn't sound hearing it as kind of relaxing sort True. of – as being able to put on your eye mask and just oh, yeah. sit back, relax, and let your body do its thing. So,
1: I, I agree. Don't know. I hear you. I wish that they could, you know, there are birthing centers, and maybe I would look into that. Um, well, we'll talk. We'll talk. I don't think I'm going to do it again.
0: Oh, ah, so sad.
1: But we'll talk. I think both my girls came out in very different ways. Um, and God, it feels so good once they're out, uh, and you know it—it it was in a, an an otherworldly experience. I had a wonderful guest on the podcast, um, Britta Bushnell, and
0: she—ooh—have
1: have you spoken to yeah, her? Yeah, mythology. Yeah, and she came on, and we spoke about. Uh, oh yeah, no, I listened to her episode with you actually. Um, We we talked about all of that. I'm trying to remember the title of it. I think because I just – when I start thinking about this stuff, my brain goes offline because it's such a primal experience. And what's cool about what Britta says in our conversation is how it's like going into the underworld. And I really feel like it is – that motherhood is a transformative experience like that. And it Mm -hmm. isn't all – cuddles hmm. and burning sage <laughs> it is um it is dark and it is brutal and it is beautiful um and it's just a trip
0: i wonder if you'll come back <laughs> for another episode because we we're just scratch on the surface with you On your take on postpartum and motherhood and and raising two and and all the other things, I mean, I just learned stuff sitting here listening to you.
1: You're Um, so kind.
0: But I do want to before we well, thanks. Uh, Before we wrap it up, I want to talk a little bit about the Atomic Moms podcast Mm. and um, your mission. There seems pretty clear. Like you want to. It sounds twofold. Like you want the information yourself.
2: Yeah. And you want
0: these discussions for yourself, but then you also want to make them accessible to people all over who are in the same boat or similar boats. Mm. Um, Do you have, like, a favorite couple of topics or episodes or guests that you've had?
1: Yeah. You know, I think going back to the beginning of our conversation when my mom was in Houston and, you know, gave birth and didn't have any friends or support – um, I think that that's probably a huge reason I do Atomic Moms podcast, um, because I know how important that first year is and I know how hard it is. And I've been on the other side of it as the child. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I could go back in time and give my mom these resources. And I, I wish I could have created the community that I've been able to create with our listeners um, for her back then, because it's a very special time in someone's life. And, you know, that relationship, the bonds that are formed in that first year and a half carry on throughout our lives. And they're learning a lot about that with attachment theory. And I I think that the episodes I love the most are moms just sharing their experiences like you let me do today. Um, because I, I realize how much information how much wisdom you know the people that around me have you know that you don't have to have a phd uh, to know something about living (laughs) and loving your kids and how not to go totally insane Mm because i do that on a daily basis i'm (laughs) totally nuts as you can tell um not that i can hide it but i'm also really proud of the episodes we've done on postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression I did a panel a few years ago on that and, you know, it's important to share our experiences because there are mothers wondering why why they're feeling a certain way or they, they might not even know that that's what's going on. Like my second, my second um, mothering of an infant experience uh, has been much easier on me and we've had a lot of challenges this year. Uh, some that I can't discuss on my own show, which sucks. But, but I, you can discuss them here. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. But it's but it's actually been a much easier experience uh, for me because um,
0: the challenges.
1: Yeah, I had postpartum anxiety with my first, and you know my pregnancy was very a calming experience. It was great, and then I gave birth, and then shortly thereafter, a lot of postpartum anxiety. Really? and Just I, the second time? The first time. Oh, the first time. The first time. And so the second time, not so much. And a p- part of that is what I've learned doing the show. Part of it is my community of moms that, you know, it takes some time to build that village your first go around. Your so mommy this, village? Yeah. So the yeah. second time, it's already built in. It's a- great. And you already know what you're going to get pissed off at your husband about. <laughs> um, but I, the other thing I'm really proud of is, We've been doing some episodes that sort of focus on protecting our children. Oh. And I have um, felt really good about the messages coming in about we had Patty Fitzgerald, who's an incredible expert on protecting our children from sexual abuse. She's the person who coined the term tricky people instead of stranger danger. Hmm. And um, God, that's a – we did a – it was sort of like a town hall – meeting. It was a bunch of parents for that one and that was that was she gave out really really important information and then also, you know, I've had Stephanie Small on twice now. She's a trauma expert. She's gone in after school shootings to help families and stuff and she came on the show to talk about, you know, how to help if you have a kid who's scared to go to school now.
0: There's so many.
1: What do you say to them and how can you help them? Um, and how do you help yourself and how do you create resources? And touchstones so that your child can feel okay being in the classroom.
0: That's really powerful and so relevant.
1: Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately, but, but at least I'm glad you're addressing it. Um, is there somebody on your wish list, like high on your wish list oh, that you want to I already to had away? you on. Oh.
1: I already had you on. You know, the first person to come to mind, and it's so bonkers, is Alec Baldwin. Really? yeah. He's one of the main reasons I started podcasting. Here's the thing with Alec Baldwin, his podcast. My mother-in-law kept telling me to listen to it. I finally did. And I listened to it all through my pregnancy with Sabrina, walking up and down those hills, just listening to Alec Baldwin. And I was like, God, I would love to do something like this someday. Because the way he would, you know, learn about a a person's whole life, but also like dig into what they were passionate about. Mm Mm-hmm. And then suddenly like an opera singer, like something I never would care about. I was like, God, that's so cool.
0: All of a sudden you do. Yeah. Oh, very cool.
1: So thanks, Alec. Alec Baldwin, please come on Atomic Moms. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, great. Where, speaking of which, where can we find you online? Mm.
1: On iTunes, of course. Uh, go to iTunes.com backslash Atomic Moms if you like us. Like us. I say us. So it, Well, us as well, in it's our it's village of mothers. Yeah. Right. Uh subscribe, please. Yeah, I've been doing this since 2014 and it's independently run. I, way before it was cool. Way before it was cool. Um I host and I produce and I do the research and I edit. You
0: do everything. I was so I impressed. Upload Again, it. when I came to you to yeah. you for me to be on your show.
1: Sixteen days after birth.
0: Sixteen days after birth, you had you seemingly maybe you had nothing together, but you seem to have Everything together, you were calm, you were relaxed, you were glowy, you, yeah. you had your whole, you had just set up that studio, too. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was all set up, and, and you do your own, I mean, you do everything.
1: Thank you. It's yeah. it's,
0: um, it's inspiring. You know, and, and again, and you did it before. It's cool. But now I kind of see that that drive that you have, mm. that drive that you have like to sort of retroactively go back to your yeah. childhood. Right. And, There's and, stuff there. And try to help other, both adults and children, not, yeah. not have to do that. You know, it
1: goes back so many. I know you're trying to wrap up. I feel like we're on Howard Stern now. I would also love to have a Howard Stern on Atomic Moms.
0: I've never been compared to Howard Stern. This is the first
1: time. You are similar to Howard Stern in your interview.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Have you listened to his interviews? No.
0: Uh, oh, my God. Not lately. High school. They're very thoughtful, <laughs> well, actually. thank you. That's a big compliment.
1: Yeah. You're both very thoughtful gentlemen when it comes to the interview part. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't, I won't speak I about the other part not. of his right. show. Um, but I... Uh, what the hell are we even talking about? I lose the threads. You
0: said um, Howard Stern should come on the Atomic Moms I know, podcast. But there was something
1: before that. Oh, I don't know. But thank you for the compliment about having it together. I think I get out all my neuroses. I exercise it on the show, and I. Oh, I was saying Howard Stern because um, at the he always like is about to let a guest leave, and then they end up talking longer. But I will just say that I went back to my. My other grandmother also lives in Chicago, and she is in her final days. And I got to go through all this genealogy that we had never talked about, and that I don't think she really cared about. Her mother, her own mother, my great grandmother, had cared about this stuff, and so she just had a box of it. And I was able to find out through these really old journals and just through like when so and so died, I was able to track sort of the maternal lineage. And that was wild because there were a lot of early deaths and a lot of, like, you know, and my grandmother got, or my great grandmother got sent away to live in California with her aunt. So there was some, there's like serious maternal missing links on my mom's side of the family. And that was fascinating to me. And I was like, oh, this is why this is my job.
0: Mm, interesting. It's the
1: transgenerational. Connection yeah, and, the link. and disconnect, and I'm 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 forging it back together. Yeah,
0: you're putting together a solid link.
1: Yeah, for my children. That's so for myself.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. As much as I like to be Howard Stern, we gotta go. Sadly, but I, you promised to come back. Yeah.
1: Oh my God! Wait. Also, AtomicMoms.com and follow oh. us on social media on Instagram at Atomic Moms. Uh, I've been doing Insta stories as of late. Uh, yeah, and you can find us any other, you know, any podcast app.
0: Yeah. I'm going to – I didn't know you were doing Insta stories because I think I told you earlier I post about once a month um, religiously. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to just to follow you more. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks for being here. And at home, thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. Thanks if you have a topic that. or a guest you want us to have on, just send your suggestions to info at com.
2: Whoa! Doctor, doctor, give me the news I got on a- you.